Welcome, everybody, to episode five. It's episode five, right? Episode four. four. Man, we're skipping an episode. <laughs> it's like, let's just skip all the numbers. Because really, do the numbers really matter? This could be episode 100. Who cares? It could be whatever. Could be. But this is episode four of Shut Up and Respawn from the Shut Up and Respawn Network, where we bring you all kinds of fun video game, entertainment, TV, comic books, movies, Board games, tabletop games, all the stuff that we can fit all into our things. lives, really. Because it's really dependent yep. on how much time we have, right? I mean... <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, if if we have time to talk about the iPhone releases that happened today, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. It's really, yeah, what, it's really whatever interests us at the time is what we're going to talk <laughs> about. So, All right. So, Devin, it is September 10th. And so, what have you been up to since the last week that that we met <clears throat> so since last week, you know, I've been having a good time playing some games. Uh, not really doing much. I was supposed to go out of town for work, but then it got pushed uh, twice. Where were you going to go to? I was going down to Arizona, down to just almost, you know, near Mexico. And uh, for to go audit a crew down there. Very so nice. That'll be next week. <laughs> so when you go, when when you are on the road, how do you game when you're on the road? Um, if I'm going for like a week long, I usually take, uh, my Xbox and, and just pray that um, the, uh, that the hotel has hookups for HDMI that are actually accessible. <clears throat> no, yeah. Well, I take, I take it myself and then, uh, I mean, I've been trying to stay at, uh, same kind of chains that I know where I can hook up my Xbox. So, um, I've been doing this for a little bit, so I kind of know <laughs> who okay, has the good internet. Cook. Cut cut off, you know the the options in the back, and I can plug this in, and so. Which is kind sometimes of a weird I even thing take to my do. own monitor to play games. With. Yeah, I guess if you're traveling alone and you have enough room in your in your vehicle, it's like yeah, throw in a monitor, yeah. throw an Xbox, throw in the PC. What else do you need, right? The hotel people are like, "Are you moving in? What's going on?" It's like, don't even worry about it. It's important work. All right. Yeah. So do you do you take the switch at all, or is that something that? You like don't even um, use the switch. No, at I all. don't take the switch. I don't like the Joy Cons, and I don't want to play on the actual switch itself with the Pro controller. And so, if I'm going to hook up a console, you know, I'm going to take my Xbox. Um, <clears throat> I am, you know, the new Link, or well, it's not new, the remake of the Link's Awakening, right? That's yep. what comes Link's out this Awakening. month. Uh, you know, I'm I'm really interested in that. <sighs> the price is a bit steep. For my liking of for the remake, I mean they did a lot of stuff, but um, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I mean Nintendo doesn't discount their games, you know. So when ever, it's, never they do a remake, it's full price no matter what, and it's like, oh, man, come on. But so, but I mean, this month is packed full of games, you know. On our show notes, I, I grabbed the list just from the Forbes website for the games for, for September, and it's a lot, right? There's <laughs> but, like too much, so. Yeah, there's there's so many, but yeah, I, I don't really like taking the Switch with me. You know, I like Nintendo games. I would prefer. I mean, my kids love playing on it, but I would prefer an actual set top box again for Nintendo. I mean, I don't even care if it's like the same power as the Switch. It just like the Switch sitting on my TV console or my TV stand. It is always in the way. My kids are always taking it in and out and messing with it, and so it's it's really just a hassle and it gets in my way. And so I would prefer. They put the guts in a box and, uh, you know, charge me 150, 200 bucks. 
make it a little bit better than the switch and and i'm I'm game i'm good for it what yeah. if you just hit it behind your tv mm-hmm. and pretended it was a box and it never yeah. left the well, dock it is behind my tv but because my tv swivels and my wife and my kids move my tv all the time ah. depending on which couch they're sitting on so they would They've hit it before and knocked it off the back when I had it vertically. So now I have to lay it down flat. And then my kids are like always taking it in and out. And I'm just like, so you need, you need you know, to like make a wooden exception. box, stick it in there with the cord hanging out, never let it out. Well, you need <laughs> ventilation probably. But yeah. that, then my kids would be like, can I play the switch? Can I play the switch? Can I play it's the like, switch? nope, it's in the box. Here's the controller. Plenty of things for you uh, to do. So the Link's Awakening remake. I'm actually really excited about it. I don't own a Switch yet because I've been waiting for a reason to buy one. And I, was, and I was like, okay, you know, Link's Awakening is like my favorite Zelda game. I played it a ton of times on the Game Boy. Played it again when it went to the Game Boy Color. Played it again when I was able to, you know, mod it onto the PC and put it everywhere else. I mean, that's probably the game that I've played the most um, in my lifetime is Link's Awakening. I've probably beat it the most times. I shouldn't say played the most, but I've beaten it the most time. So yeah, I have I've like, never even played it once. Yeah, I've, I have tons of nostalgia for the game. And if, and it, it, I really like the style that they're remaking it in. But as I look back, I'm like, this yeah, would be, amazing. yeah, it would be really fun to play. Like, I love that style. But then I'm like, okay, but I'm, but I'm still playing the same game. I mean, it looks better. <laughs> yeah. But is that enough? Same game. Yeah, is that enough for someone that has played the game to to pick it up? Because I'm like, well, I mean, I could I could keep my memories of what that was like when I was younger, playing on a Game Boy, you know, had my Game Boy um, pocket light that I had to attach to my Game Boy so I can actually see, yeah. had the flip out um, magnifying glass with the extra speakers and all that fun stuff. Or if I just play this new one, is it going to be, does it take away from the memories or does it like... I don't know, because it's hard, because like, I don't know if I want to play it again. I would love to play that style. I mean, if, if that style was for a brand new Zelda game, but like on that same island that um, Link's Awakening took place in, almost like a Link Between Worlds um, yeah. game, but like having just the same games, like, well, I mean, I, I I don't know. It's a weird feeling to be like, because I'm, I'm super excited for it. I actually canceled my pre-order for it, because I'm like, I don't know <laughs> if it's... Like, to me, I don't know if it's worth $60. Like, I have all these memories. One of my favorite games. Maybe I should just leave those memories alone and not mess with them. I mean, it might be a great opportunity for my kids to play it and be like, hey, this is what you're going to build the memories on. But I don't even know if they're interested in that. I mean, I can't get my kids away from Minecraft, you know, to save my life. (laughs) Like, I don't know why they're so addicted to that game, but they like, they love playing Minecraft. I don't understand it. That's fine. But those are the memories that they're going to be building. And I was like, hey, you guys shouldn't be building memories there. Come build memories with the things that I built my memories on, right? Play but, this on the games I like. Okay? Yeah, exactly. So so it's kinda it's kinda weird. Like and I don't know if I want to buy a Switch, you know, pay two hundred dollars for a Switch Lite, then pay sixty bucks for the game and be like, I don't know if I want to play this. Maybe it's gonna ruin all my memories. I don't know. It's it's a really weird yeah. problem to have and I've been struggling with it for the last couple of weeks. To the point where, like I said, it's like, yeah, I just canceled my pre-order on it because, I don't know, I don't know if it's worth it. Keep the memories, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's hard when you go back and play those remakes and you're like, wow, you know, I remember this being a lot funner. But because when they're just remaking the game and they're updating the graphics, it's like, I've played so many other games and gaming has advanced so much since I played that game. It's like going back and playing 
Golden Eye 64, Nintendo yeah. 64 and stuff, and you're like, wow, I should leave this in my memories because this is not good right now. Uh, <laughs> this is not fun to play right now because you've played so many other things. And I mean, I've never played Link's Awakening, but I don't, I don't really want to pay sixty dollars for a Game Boy game. I mean, I know it's got new graphics and all these things, and they've added a, like a dungeon creator, but even that's not very deep. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's not like Mario Maker and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's like, ah, you know, I mean, if it was like forty bucks or thirty bucks, I could see myself buying it. But just sixty dollars for that remake that just has no attachment for me and no, and all I see it as is like a Game Boy uh, port, basically. Right. <laughs> Even though it's got all new graphics and everything, but there's, I mean, all the reviews of, and videos that I've seen for it, it's like, yeah, it plays exactly the same. As the the Game Boy version, and so I'm like, do I really want to pay sixty dollars for a Game Boy game, which I'm probably never going to finish because I'm not going to really play much on the Switch because I don't like to play on the Switch, and then the Switch is on my TV, which my wife and kids use. So, and and it's a game you probably already have on your 3DS, like you probably have Link's Awakening yeah. on your 3DS and have never played it. Um, probably, and I mean that's probably one of the it. no, that's one of the games we got when they're like um, for the ambassador oh, program yeah. for the 3ds. That's that one of the it? ten games that True. they gave to I us. Do have it? Yep. So you have it, and it's. I, I mean, know. just just because of the limitations of the Game Boy itself, with it only being two buttons, you know, that's like the big thing you have to get around. It's like, okay, I have to switch this weapon out multiple times, and you know, having the ease of having mul- more buttons on a controller to map more items to that button, I can see that as like, hey, this would really change the way it plays just because you're going to save so much more time from swapping weapons and items all the time, which would be a huge quality of life change. But is it worth, you know, the price of entry if you don't own a Switch? I don't know. Probably I don't not. think it is. <laughs> I don't think it's worth $260. Yeah, and, and I think I'll just like, you know what? I'm just going to live with the memories that I have of Link's Awakening when... Do you remember the Game Boy printer? So, yep. Um, when Link's Awakening DX came out, because they named all their um, Game Boy games DX when they came out with the Game Boy Color, because they added a little bit more color to them. Um, and then they had the Game Boy printer. And in that game, you there was a little photo booth that you could go on, and there was a couple scenes you could take pictures of, and then you could actually print those out on the Game Boy printer, which was a really weird time in the time of Nintendo. But thinking back on it, yeah. that's probably not the weirdest thing Nintendo has ever done, making a printer for your Game Boy no. and being well, able to make stickers. Yeah, they, they had the cameras that you could take pictures of and then print those out. Uh, Nintendo's tried a lot of weird stuff back in the day. So when we were when we were young, we were actually traveling to California to go on a vacation. We were taking a train, and I brought my Game Boy Color, and I brought um, Link's Awakening, and I was like, hey, I'm going to restart this. And by the time we get there, because it's probably like a 13-hour drive uh, train ride, it's like, I'm going <laughs> to have this game beat. Um before before we got there and i was telling my brothers this it, we were in like a dark sleeper train and it was quiet there's a bunch of other people in there with us also and i was telling him next to him i had my headphones on it's like yeah i'm gonna beat this thing turns out i was yelling at the top of my lungs because i had headphones on and i got the worst look from my dad's like shut up what are you doing you know a bunch of people are trying to sleep and i'm yelling that i'm gonna beat this game on the train ride over to disneyland so anyway we just went down a whole long trip of nostalgia here. So, Devin, tell me about your Sea of Thieves moments, because I want to know about yeah, so them. My <laughs> Sea of Thieves moments. So, uh, so we had two kind of crazy moments. Both of both times we destroyed our own ship uh, just by just bad luck and <laughs> sheer coincidence. So, one of them we had, we were uh, fighting a skeleton ship, and we were almost done. And so one of our players, let's call him Tim, 
because that's okay. his name. Uh, <laughs> that's what we'll call him, Captain Tim. <laughs> we'll, call him Tim. we'll call him Tim. And uh, so he had grabbed a... Uh, they have gunpowder barrels in the game that you can drop and you can explode and light on fire or whatever. And they blow up and create huge holes in the ships. And so he was like, all right, a, a good way to sink a skeleton ship, which is a, a NPC ship that goes around you know, and, and fights uh, players and stuff, uh, is to jump on their boat, go to the bottom floor, and blow up the gunpowder barrel. Usually you have to sacrifice yourself because you're down there right when the blast radius. But right. anyway, so... We've been unloading on this ship with our cannons for forever, and uh, it is not going down. So he's like, I'm grabbing a gunpowder barrel. And so he grabs a gunpowder barrel, and instead of, like, because we were on a galleon, which is their largest ship, and it's a four-player ship, and there is, like, planks on both sides that you can run off. He decides to jump over uh, in front of Justin, one of my other friends that's playing, who, and we are firing cannons, and, and he jumps right in front of him as he's <laughs> shooting the cannon, and it blows up and kills three of us and leaves our helmsman uh, alive. And so he's, like, trying to patch all the holes and everything. And uh, But it was hilarious. We were laughing so hard. And then, again, earlier tonight, we had a pretty similar situation. We were almost done for the night. And we so we had been battling. We were, just, we were not out to go after the players tonight, you know, because some nights we're like, let's be pirates. And the other nights we're like, no, we'll leave people alone. And so tonight we were just like, no, we're going to try and finish a few things because it's the last night of the seasonal event of this month-long event. The new event starts tomorrow. And so for the people who <clears throat> hadn't accomplished their stuff, we were trying to get a few things done for them. And uh, so we got an, we got attacked by a megalodon, which is huge shark. So we had stopped out there and we were killing it. And this other galleon decided somebody swam all the way out there with a explosive barrel. And climbed on our on our ship when we weren't looking and blew it up, right? And so uh, we couldn't save it because it killed all four of us. And by the time we respawned, it was just sunk. But <clears throat> two of us were able to respawn on the boat before it sank all the way. And so we so swam all the way close. over there. And so we we were going back and forth fighting these guys for for a good while. And um, we had seen them earlier, and they defeated a skull uh, a skull fort and got a ton of loot and decided not to turn it in. And it, and it was all still on their ship. What? But so, yeah, so we had fought them and ended up killing all of them, sinking their ship. And like, as soon as the ship sunk, just, just tons of loot came up to the surface of the water. I was like, holy crap. But, and the crazy thing was, is they had almost 20 gunpowder barrels on their boat. And none of the cannons that we had launched and hit their boat repeatedly and broke all their mass and knocked them over. <laughs> and never hit one stuff. of those? Never hit one gunpowder barrel. They even had a mega keg which puts eight holes instantly into your ship uh, no matter where you put it. So you can put it on the tallest mass, and it's going to put eight holes, four in the middle and four <laughs> in the bottom. And um, it's it's great. It's worth a lot of gold. When you turn it in and stuff, you get them from the Skull Fort, which is a hard event that you can do in Sea of Thieves. And uh, so we, I grabbed that, moved it out of the way, and then they shot the other barrels because there were so many of them we couldn't pull the boat up. <clears throat> and so then we collected all their loot. And we turned it in. I'm um, I'm concerned that you're having so much fun with this game because it seems like, <laughs> I mean, you've been playing it for for quite a while now. In the beginning, we played a little bit, then we stopped for a long time. But it seems like with mm -hmm. the most recent updates, I think it was that first update 
um you the anniversary and, update yeah you and the really other me back. other guys started jumping on and just like and i'm really surprised that they have stuck with it because usually they are moving on to the next biggest thing most of the time yeah and to hear that you guys have kind of stuck with it and continue to play is kind of impressive for for that group of people that we play with because yeah well and the the crazy thing is is like they've all i mean pretty much like i talked to you about you know borderlands 3 is coming up all these other games are coming out and they're just like i just you know it comes out on Friday, and I just don't even have any desire to play it. All they want to do is play Sea of Thieves, because every night we play it, it doesn't matter. We're just having a blast, uh, whether we kill ourselves, blow up our ship, take out other people, and we're just, I mean, it's the craziest thing, because we talked about it, where you can create your own story, and this, like, it just perfectly fits. I mean, there's missions that you can go on that have story. You know, they call them tall tales, but then there's also, we're just going to go out and sell. We're going to try and do these things. And then whatever happens at night is what happens. And it's just some of the craziest stuff and the funniest stuff. Uh, you know, I haven't laughed so much besides, you know, in other games that I have is, is Sea of Thieves. It's just, it's crazy every time we play. Is this just so. the breath of fresh air that you are not having to chase numbers? That it's just, hey, yeah. we can do whatever <clears throat> we want. There's no pressure. There's no time. I, mean, I yeah. guess there are some time limits to get some of those things done. But yeah, but I mean they're like a month long and it's there the whole time, you know. So it's it's if you want to get it, you can get it easily. So yeah, hmm. I, I think you know. I mean, I became a pirate legend this last month. Uh, Justin, one of my other friends, became just became pirate legend tonight. So that was awesome for him because it was also his 40th birthday. So that was cool for him. Very cool. Um, he was super excited about that. Mind you, he left us and was on the island doing something while we went and out by ourselves and got attacked. But. <laughs> <laughs> but He's that's like, what, what he do. <laughs> but I mean, that's part of the whole thing. And then you know, the other two guys that I've been playing with almost every night are close to being pirate legends themselves, and we're just we're just having a good time. And then even once you become a pirate legend, there's still more that you can do on top of it. It never just stops. And even if you don't have that thing you're trying to number that you're chasing, it's still just we're going out there to have a good time. I mean, it's not even a, a big deal. It's just we're going out having fun. It's like, what are we doing tonight? Oh, we're just, let's go sail to this side of the map and see what happens over there tonight. Is it you know, still only uh, four people per crew? Yes, yeah, it's, it's four people per crew on a galleon, and you can have six crews. So that could be because uh, there's three different ships. So on the smallest smallest ship is a sloop, and you can have two people. Then there's a brigadine, which is three-person ship, and then the galleon, which is four. And so, um, I mean, I really like soloing solo playing it by myself a lot and that makes that game even more intense when you're collecting a lot of loot and everything else because you can get destroyed by a kraken or you know megalodon or even other pirates uh pretty much any time you know so when you're trying to collect loot and you're playing by yourself and you have to leave your boat with all your loot and go on to the island and try and collect more loot and everything else it creates its own intense experience and its own story for that night of what you did and uh I just have a great time, you know, playing it. And there's tons of stuff coming out. They do content updates every month. And this this next month is their first actual um, to create a second revenue stream. You know, they're finally putting in microtransactions, which is just cosmetics, cosmetic items that you can buy, you know, if you want to. And you don't have to. And you can even earn this, the currency in-game uh, to buy the stuff that's in the cosmetic store. So you don't actually have to even pay for it. If you can find the ancient skeletons that have sacks of gold or whatever these coins are and kill them and you can use that to buy it with. So 
Very nice. Well, I'm glad to hear that you are having a lot of fun with Sea of Thieves because that's nice to have a game that you can just play and have a good time and not have yeah, to worry I about RNG and wondering if, you know, did you get the right inscription on this or is it just oh, yeah. a bunch of tracks? So it is a good break, though. Yeah. yeah. So I have been playing. I guess we can just kind of jump into this because I still have to wait Sorry, for Mike so I can talk about Star Wars with Mike. Um, <laughs> but I want, but I want to talk about control because I have been mm-hmm. having. So this is the first time in a really long time where I've been like, I need to get home and I want to keep playing this game. I want to see what happens next. I want to try this thing. Like Control has really grabbed me. Like, And it's been a really long time since I've had a game do this to me to where it's like, man, I really want to go home and play it. Like, we play a lot of looter shooters, and that's not the same feeling as, oh, you got to no. get on, you got to do this, because you know what? You got to do your dailies, and you got to get your grind on. You yeah. know, that that's not the same feeling. That's more of a... It's a whole different feeling. Yeah. yeah, it feels like an obligation, but this is actually like, oh, I'm actually excited to play this game and figure out what is going to go on. So first off, yeah, we talked a little bit about it um, last week. I think we're going to talk a little bit about it today, and then... When we both finish it, because I think you're pretty close to being done. I think I'm about halfway. Um, Then we'll kind of do a complete spoiler show on it and just go like really, really in depth on this stuff. But well, and by then it'll be like you know if we finish it by next week, you know that's three weeks since it came out. So I mean, or we can maybe four weeks. I don't know what depending on when we finish it. But right, and and I think that's plenty of time for other people that are playing it also to give them time because. Like you and I, we're not, we don't have like, hey, sit down and play this for six hours a day. <laughs> like a lot, of, yeah. you know, it seems like some people have that time and that's good for them or reviewers have that time and they just burn through these things. But for me, I'm like, I'm enjoying taking the time, playing an hour at a time and just like, hey, discovering something new or going through all the, um, the written lore that's in the game. So it's control so is, lore. yeah. So control is a game made by Remedy. Remedy has made things like Max Payne. Alan Wake and Quantum Break more recently. Uh, Quantum Break, I never had a chance to play. I own the game, but I have never dived into yep. it. Um, yep. it. It's something that I... played I, like an hour of it and never finished it. So Yeah, so the, so that's kind of their pedigree. They're also doing a bunch of other stuff. Um, here, Devin, you wrote down that they're working on an upcoming game called Crossfire, and that's developed by Smilegate, but Remedy is actually assisting yeah. them. Is so they're right? working with them. So they're making a story story part to this game. So Crossfire is is really popular in Asia. It's a hugely popular uh, shooter game in Asia, and there is like um, Crossfire HD and then Crossfire X, which is what they're working on the story for. I mean, it, it was a, the trailer was announced uh, or shown off at E3 this this past E3, and when we saw it, we're all kind of like, "What the heck is this?" You know, and I didn't even know like that Remedy was working on. Uh, the story for it, but they're they're doing you know it's a, like two different studios are working on, you know, what was that one? Smilegate is working on the multiplayer that they've been doing for a long time, and Remedy is doing the story mode um, for I guess it's for Crossfire HD and Crossfire X, and so they're they're creating all this stuff and it comes out next year, you know. So another, I mean, they've been kind of growing to where they can do two games at one time. Yeah, and so they've been trying to grow for a while and. Uh, for I mean, for a long time, like if you've been on Xbox and you you kind of know Remedy, if you've been following Xbox or an Xbox fan for a while, because for a good long time they made games exclusively for Xbox, even though they're not a first party. And so Control was really like they're kind of stepping out into third party games, making it for PC and PlayStation Four. 
Right. And I think they did did an amazing job, you know. So Yeah, and it looks like Crossfire, I guess I don't remember this from um the conference from from E three this last year, but it looks like a military style shooter. Um yep. Huh, interesting. That's what, yeah, I mean, like the trailer really shooters, threw Devin. me off. Like when I watched it again, I was like, because at the time I was, I was thinking, wow, that kind of looks ghetto. I mean, uh, I mean, it looks, know, I mean, it looks very generic. It looks right? generic. Yeah, <laughs> it just looks like any so, other military shooter. Um, yeah, but I mean, we don't have a ton. We just kind of have. Let's see, Operation That's Frost Crossfire HD is developed by Smilegate Entertainment with additional development work done by Remedy Entertainment. The story mode PVE. Operation Frost, consisting of three episodes, has been developed by Remedy. Crossfire is being developed for the Crossfire audience in China and is being published by Tencent. Tencent owns everything, so that's not surprised. Surprising. Well, they're a huge Chinese companies. Yeah, and I mean, they probably own, they're going to own most of the gaming industry here in the next couple of years. So, huh. <laughs> they do buy stake in quite a bit of companies. I mean, I mean, that's they're diversifying their portfolio. Oh yeah, they they own so much stuff; it's ridiculous. I think they they even own that new Marvel card game that the creators of Hearthstone are working on. <laughs> they they own everything. They gave money to them anyway. All right, so so they're doing a bunch of different stuff. So good on Remedy. But um, just to talk about Control and where I am at with this game. So story wise, and I think I've always appreciated this in any entertainment that I watch or I consume. Um, they trust that you are smart enough to catch on and catch up yeah. without having to be be beaten over the head with narrative and exposition, right? Any other mm-hmm. game, this would have been like, all right, here's a 10-minute cutscene on why you're here, who you are, who your dad was, and what got you to this point. But Control is just <laughs> like, there's not even a tutorial, it's like, all right, here you go. We trust that you've played video games before and you know how to walk. Yeah. And you know how to, you know, if you need to invert your controls, you can do that on your own because you've played this these games before. It's not a starter game, right? <laughs> no, it's not. And and I appreciate that about a developer that's like, you know what? You're smart enough. You'll figure it out. This is the story we wanted to tell. This is how we're telling it. And you can come along with the ride or you can get off. And you know what? I, I'm I'm really enjoying the ride because the way it's written, it's just it's quirky, it's strange, it's weird, it's confusing, and for some reason it's hitting like all the right notes for me. And like I dig the story. I'm excited to figure out what else is going on. I think uh Jesse Faden, the main character, is a really interesting main character. Um, we get yeah. glimpses into her life a little bit as the story moves on. It's not just all given to us right away. And it's an interesting story. And I think one of the things that I like about it the most, it's not like a world-ending story. Um, yeah. We get a lot of that recently. You save the world. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You're the chosen one. Save the world. Do this or we all die. It's very much just, hey, you know what? No one even knows you exist. No one knows this place exists yeah. outside of this um, building if you fail in here we don't even know what's going to happen if you fail um yeah. all we know is jesse has a mission she wants to complete it and you know we have to go through this building which is a character in itself and figure out you know okay what is she really looking for and how do we accomplish that goal mm-hmm. and just like there's a bunch of full motion video um, videos embedded in the game, and this is kind of something that Remedy does. Uh, I mean, with super creepy. 
Yeah, with with Quantum Break, um, I mean, they even had like the twenty minute videos in between a bunch of those missions. Um, but here, like, it it just has that weird tone. I mean, if if this was a Netflix TV series, I would be all over this, um, because it has like the right mix of like Fringe, X Files, um, Warehouse Thirteen. I think that one was called. That it's just yeah. this is weird <laughs> stuff that's happening. We accept it, and now let's go along for the ride and see how these people figure it out, right? Um, yeah. And everyone's just kind of on board. Within the lore, all the stuff that you read, um, there's objects of power. Um, they call them oops or, yeah, objects of power <laughs> in the world. Objects of power. Yep. Yeah, and, and they could be anything. They could, A lot of the things that we have are based on, like, you know what? There's a rubber duck in there that has weird powers, or there's a safe <laughs> in there that has really weird yeah. powers. And as the main character, and you become the director, I mean, that happens like within the first 30 seconds, so that's not a spoiler. Like, you have the ability to control these things, and that's how Jessie gains her powers of levitation, force field, telekinesis. Um, she has this really cool weapon that the director gets to use exclusively, and it transforms. So it's not like, hey, I'm, I need to pick up an SMG or I need a shotgun. It's like you have this one weapon, um, which is a key that you can actually transform into different firing um mechanics so yeah, there's style weapons yeah yeah different style weapon there's single shot they're all handguns and they're, they're all handguns and the handgun looks different as you switch in between them and you can have two of them equipped at at one time so you're not like hey i can swap between all however many there are i don't know how many guns there are yet since i'm only halfway and it's just like the mechanics the movement like the way it looks, the game is gorgeous with RTX turned on. I mean, the ray tracing and the like being able to see the like reflections off of the floor is just insane. Like <laughs> it, it looks, it looks crazy good. How good it looks. So Steven's playing with RTX. I am not playing with RTX because I have a 1080 Ti. So um, I mean, the game looks great no matter what you know. I mean, you're playing it on. I mean, even on consoles, they're they're pushing it super hard. That performance is kind of suffering on console, which. And I think we've talked about this a lot. We used to play exclusively on consoles for the for a long time, and then we built computers, and it's hard going back. No, you know? and then you don't go back. I mean that that's the real answer. <laughs> it's just hard, but yeah, no. I mean, it's. I think we've kind of both have talked about this. I mean, you talked about it on on the Discord, where you like, you know, this is your game of the year, basically. Yeah. And what's what's funny was like even before you had put that on there, I was like, you know, this. I'm like looking back at all the games I played this year. And th- this for me is even the game of the year. I mean, it's a, it's a game that I want to come back and play. I'm not going to play it for more than an hour or two at a time because it is like a suspenseful thriller for me. And so it's kind of like um, really intense when you're playing, at least, yeah. you know, for me. I mean, some people are like, hey, it's whatever. But for me, it's pretty intense. And But I enjoy that. But I enjoy that for smaller, you know, I might like on a Friday night play Sea of Thieves for four and a half, five hours. You know, but that's like playing until one or two in the morning because we're just going crazy and it's whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's very lighthearted. Breaks, go get a drink, whatever. You know that it needs some water. Whereas this is like, okay, I got to pay attention. What are we doing? Got to listen. What's around the corner? What's around this corner? Do I really want to go in there? Because that room looks messed up. Why did the music change all of a sudden? (laughs) What am I walking into? And it. And you're right, and it has that way of like sucking you into the game to where it's not just like, all right, I'm playing another game. It's like, okay, I'm here. I am this character. I really don't want to go over here, but I know I have to. There's a part yeah. where you go down into, um, and I, this isn't a spoiler, but you go down and you have to unclog some pipes, right? 
You know, it's a huh? it's a video game mechanic that you got to do. And it's creepy. It's like, I don't want to go down there. That's a dark tunnel. I don't want to do that. But it's like, you have to. It's like, no, I don't. I don't even have a flashlight. Unless there's the flashlight. And I just don't know how to access it. But it, it really does. It's like, it's intense. And the way, like, the ambiance, the music, I mean, it's all packaged together in a way that it's like, yeah, you. it's hitting on all cylinders. Like, and it, and this game might not be for everyone. And I completely understand that. I'm not saying that, hey, this is my game of the year, so it has to be yours also. But this is a game that I am more, most interested in right now. Like, I want there to be DLC. Like, I haven't even beaten the game yet. And I'm like, no, I want there to be more. I don't want this to end yeah. because I'm having well, I mean, so much fun with it. I mean, they're supposed to tell us about that this week, actually. And and I'm really excited to see what that is because I mean you've you've talked about a couple of videos that I haven't come on acro- come across yet that I'm excited to see, and it's just, <laughs> I mean I mean it's weird there there's a safe out there that you can find that's an object of power and one of the little notes by it is like hey no one's ever been able to open the safe we don't know what's in it we've X-rayed it before we know that there's something in there but because it keeps <laughs> moving around we don't know what it's look what it looks like. Oh, and yeah, sometimes it bleeds. And you're like, what? <laughs> what is this? What the crap? And it's, I mean, it just has a way of sucking you in and being like, this This is a living place. This is something that you can walk into. I mean, and, and I know it's weird to say this, but, you know, if there were a Hogwarts game, like a Harry Potter game, to this level of detail and like living inside of the castle and having... I would love it. It it would be awesome as long as um, Rowling doesn't touch it and like mess up her own yeah. world that she built. I mean, that would be amazing to have that level of like immersion into a place because the building really does feel like you know it, it's a character in the game and it has really create it creates a place that you want to be in as freaky as that is because you know a lot of things <laughs> are going to try and kill you. Um, but it really did. It just sucked me in and I'm like, man, if I I hope there's a game that comes out this year that I play that's like, oh man, this can be a contender because right now control is at the top and I don't see anything, you know, trying to bring that down, especially yeah. because we're in September. I don't, yeah. I don't I don't see any other game that's I mean, we know it's a game, but it's like we're experiencing this story as we play it. And even though you're playing it, it's it feels like it because the story unravels at your own pace, at the pace that you make it unravel, basically. Yeah. Because you have to decide to go and do this mission or go and investigate this specific, you know, object of power or this part of, you know, the story. And it's like, uh, one of the things, I guess, so for a little bit, one of the annoying things, have you run across the missions that pop up? Like the random ones that just pop up uh, that are timed? Have you run across those yet? I have, I I tried one and I failed it. And then I'm like, okay, I don't know if these are going to pop up again, (laughs) but I guess I'm just like, I'm just going to ignore them. For now, until I want to go do them. Yeah, I mean, you can ignore them and nothing happens, or you can go do them and you can get more. Uh, So, I mean, the game has just, like, the right amount. I mean, there's stuff that you can upgrade. There's stuff that you can, you know, gain in your powers, and you get all this material, and you can upgrade your weapons. And there's mods for your weapon and for your health, and you can upgrade that stuff. And so there's just enough in there to keep it so, like, okay, I can play and I can get stuff and I can upgrade it. You know, it's nothing crazy. And, but it's just enough to keep you satisfied in there. But um, one of the things I found is like those missions seem to, for at least for a day or two when I was playing, they kept popping up every time I was close to an important story objective. And so it's like, oh, I'd get to this spot and I'd have to stop, go back and 
you know, fast travel over to these areas because there's a portal type of system where you can travel. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I can go back there. And then it's like, okay, now I got to go back over where I was at and start over again. So I kind of just started skipping those because it was it was upsetting me that I had to. It was like every time almost that it, I was like, oh, I'm almost to this, you know, completed this part of the mission. I'm about to get ready to the next important part. And then it's like, boom, this other mission popped up. So it hasn't done that the last two days. Um, but I think it's because I've just been ignoring them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it definitely um, does have the appeal like, hey, I want to complete everything. So I should go do these now as they popped up, even though I should be yeah, fighting this boss. Because I, I did one and it popped up like right as a boss was spawning. And it's like, go do this. Yeah. I'm like, uh, no, I think I'll fight this boss. <laughs> I'll do that first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they're, they're not crazy. They're not usually story. You know, they don't pretend to the story. It's just part of the living, you know, breathing world experience that you're, you're going through. And like I said, the, the real the benefit is like they'll drop mods, they'll drop materials and stuff that you can use to craft mods and upgrade your character and your powers. And so, I mean, it's like, do I want to do I need this stuff? Do I not need this stuff? Do I go try and do it? And, you know, they're still going to be there, um, I believe, after we finish. I, I'm not sure. So that's the other thing I don't know. It's like if I don't finish a mission before the last mission, does it not exist anymore? Hmm. And that's and- the other thing in yeah, and I guess like you said, because like upgrading your stuff isn't that important, like missing out on them, maybe it's not even that big of a deal. Or I mean there there is I mean, an option for the main menu to replay missions, so maybe they're maybe yeah. they will be available to us at the end. I'm not sure. I'm guessing it will be because I've seen some people post some spoiler stuff, but um I I think it's important also because as the the further you get, the harder the enemies are gonna get to get for you. And so for me, like I've I've upgraded my weapon twice, and um, I have like several different variants, and you can upgrade them, and then you can upgrade your mods. And so when you can really take down a higher level enemy pretty quick, when you're getting swarmed by them and they're just hucking stuff at you all the time and yeah. screaming and and uh, you know teleporting and and freaking you out, um, you know it's nice to be able to kill them quickly so everything will just calm down. And I, the audio in the game is amazing. I play with headphones. I 100% recommend playing with headphones for this game. And uh, and then just have your kids walk amazing. up behind you and scare you while you have those <laughs> headphones on. Not good. I mean, I, I literally screamed, you know, when I was playing this game because I got freaked out when something <laughs> happened. Maybe, but, uh, maybe we should do like a it, challenge. Maybe if we... Maybe maybe you and I should like play Resident Evil Seven or something co op and see how we uh, handle Resident Evil Seven. I don't know about that. <laughs> we, we should see what we should see what the people think. If that's something the people want to see, maybe we'll do that. Maybe it'll be like the a new Blair Witch title that we can get on Game Pass that we both have. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just seems like crap. Why'd you bring that up? <laughs> no, it scares me just even thinking about it. We'll see if we hit a Patreon goal. How about that? We'll play a scary game or something. But yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited. <laughs> like I I am really enjoying the game, and it's like, hey, I can enjoy playing games again because sometimes when you're in the grind for a loot for a looter shooter, it's just like you get to that point where it's not enjoyable, and for some reason, because that chase of a number or you know I got to get this thing, it just kind of overshadows the joy you're actually having in a game. So it's nice, especially now for me, it's nice to be able to be like. I'm going to play this game and this is the game I'm going to beat. And then I can go back to doing all this other stuff they have to do for other podcasts or whatever. So it just gives you such a, a good break because you can play games for fun again, you know, and it's like, wow, this is such a breath of fresh air that I'm 
I'm playing this because I want to and not, I mean, I'm not saying I don't want to play looter shooters and I'm, that I'm not having a good time in other games, but these, you know, the games that you think about when you're at work or when you're doing something else and you're like, Oh, I really want to go home and play that game. Or I, you know, when you're playing it, you're just having a good time and you don't have to, you know, you're not doing it because, well, let's keep doing this. We got to get our daily grinds. Same things that you talked about, but it's just, yeah. it's so nice to be able to, to play them again, you know, for fun. Just because you you enjoy them and it's fun. I mean, that's what video games is supposed to be about, really, right? Like having a good time. I think so. That's what. If you read the internet, I don't know if that's what the internet says. But all right, games of September. Let's let's go through this list real quick, and then we can we can end episode four here, just talking about what is coming out. And let's see. So from September, and I guess we can kind of name off the things that we're interested in. So Children of Morta is a game that I have looked at while it was in early development. looks super interesting. It's kind of like a roguelike, but with generations of that you can raise, and they pass on traits. Um, that one's pretty interesting. The Final Fantasy VIII Remaster. Devin, have you ever played a Final Fantasy game? Uh, briefly, but that was back in my days when I, you know, turn-based was not in for me. You know, I'm kind of in the mood lately for turn-based since we played For the King. And I was like, oh, okay, turn-based can, can be enjoyable. Um, I wonder which one. I mean, I'm not, I'm not ready for that, you know, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, it, you definitely should not start with Final Fantasy VIII. I, I wonder which would be the best one to start you out on. Like, six is probably my favorite. Like, hands down, that's easily my favorite. But I don't know. that. Then you're going back to turn-based 16-bit, um, which, I mean, it's a great game, but it's also like, you know, a 70-hour game probably for your first playthrough. That's a pretty big time <laughs> investment, but yeah. hmm, we'll have to figure out what would be a good like turn-based game for you to play on. So then, let's see, Spyro. Yeah, maybe if the community has any suggestions, let us know. Let me know if there's a turn-based game you think I should play, and uh, then One we can tell you guys what it is, and then you guys can vote, and I'll play that game next month in October. How about that? Oh, fair enough. All right, let's do this. Do All right, then let's see. Spyro Reignited Trilogy is coming out. Uh, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, that's a pretty big one. That's a, that's already out right now. That's the um, expansion to Monster Hunter World. If you like the Monster Hunter games, I've never gotten into them. I tried on the Game Boy, on the 3DS, never got into it. Let's see. Gears 5 is out. I actually have Gears 5 downloaded, ready to play after I play Control. Because I yeah. am actually interested in playing Gears 5. Um, it's been getting a lot of praise from a lot of media yeah. outlets, which kind of surprises me because it's an Xbox game. And for the longest time, anytime Xbox released one of their first-party titles, it seemed to be like, oh, it's, it's trash. Dumped on. It's the same thing over and over again. Like, I'm I'm going to play it on PC. I'm glad yeah. that they're releasing it on PC. I haven't played any of the story yet. I've, I've played some of the arcade because I enjoyed playing the technical test version of the arcade. Mm-hmm. And it's still just as fun for the multiplayer. And, you know, we're going to play, probably play some of the horde mode or the reverse. It's not really reverse horde mode, but the escape mode, where it's three players, you're trying to escape, you know. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's a gorgeous game. It's, you know, looks absolutely stunning on computer. It looks and plays great on console. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Coalition did a lot of work with that Unreal 4 engine. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it it's, it's amazing how good it looks, um, on console. So let's see. The last Gears I played, I, the last one I finished was Gears Judgment. That's one that everyone seems to have hated. 
But I actually really like playing Gears Judgment. I had a good time with it. I actually was able to sit down in two sittings and actually beat the game because I was pretty interested in the way the story was told from told from like a trial perspective. Um, it was a pretty cool storytelling device that I enjoyed. I liked that game. Um, the end was kind of a little anticlimactic, but I don't. I'm not a Gears head, so I don't know like the full lore of the Gears franchise. So. And then, let's see, Greedfall is another one that I'm interested in. This one is almost like a, people have been comparing it to Dragon Age. Um, so it's one that... So, I mean, I, I've, been, I've been interested in this game for a long time, but it's also like I think it might be too, RP, too much RPG for me. I don't know. <laughs> just too many systems? Is that what you're saying? I, I'm not sure. It's just like, you know, you got to have the followers. You got to pay attention to them. It's, sometimes I just, you know, don't want to be bothered with uh, all that extra crap my npc's lives and yeah i mean it's like i already have a real life i don't need to play real <laughs> life in a video game um you know where i have to manage relationships and oh you made her mad and it's like oh my god shut up it's like <laughs> i don't know? care if i made her mad i mean it's it's got in a 74 on meta on metacritic right now if you're into that thing it's got a 7.9 user score so it's getting a lot of um it's getting a lot of good reviews but yeah, I don't know, because I'm guessing this is probably going to be another one of those, all right, you got to run through it multiple times. You have like 160 hours into the game. Did you make the right decision? I don't know. Good luck. Yeah. Did you make the right decision? Because, I mean, your decisions do matter. I mean, even from the right from the very beginning. And, I mean, there's a lot of controversial topics. Like, there was some, some articles and reviews that were, you know, or like, oh, they're hating on the perspective or what is told, you know, in the colonial era and, you know, talking about white privilege and all these different things. And it's like, I mean, we can't change what happened in the past. I mean, that's this, the setting of the game, you know, but they're just like, Oh, the game is horrible just because of the setting, you know, it's like all the other great things about the game can't make it past the horrible setting that it's in. And so huh. I'm just like, uh, what? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it definitely looks good. The, the game, I love the way it looks. I love the monsters, everything else about it. I'm just, for me, I'm worried that it might be too much of an RPG for me. Gotcha. All right, so let's see. What else do we got? We have Borderlands 3. Borderlands 3, Devin. So at first I was like, yeah, I'll pick up Borderlands 3. And then I'm like, well, I'm still playing Control. Borderlands 3 comes out in three days. I Maybe I won't pick it up right away. Maybe I'll wait for yeah. a couple months let all the patches and bugs be worked out, all the server issues yeah. pass me by, and then pick it up? Um, I actually canceled my pre-order for Borderlands 3. Oh, wow, this is surprising. Because, um, because I'm like, I'm just not going to play it right now. And I was like, I'll pick it up, you know, I'm I'm thinking maybe January or February is when I'm going to pick it up. Uh, they'll have the first DLC or two out, and... Um, I'm like, okay, there's all like the same thing. It's like there's all these games to play. And, you know, but I I love playing all the Borderlands games. I've played all of them except for the ones from Telltale. Um, and I've completed all of them, had a great time, spent hundreds and hundreds of hours in Borderlands. And that's my biggest reservation about Borderlands 3. I mean, everything I see for it looks great, looks amazing, looks like Borderlands that I love to play. But I know that that takes uh, a lot of time commitment. And yeah. something that I just don't want to do because, you know, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm, I'm breaking off of a game. You know, I mean, I still play Anthem. You know, we'll just, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. You know, I, I play Anthem, 
but I only play a couple hours a week now. Whereas I was, you know, the first, you know, couple months I put in 250 to 300 hours into it and just was on it all the time. And it was taking up all my, all the time. And I don't want to play a game where I feel like I have to play it to get this done. And then I can't play any other games because I'm going to miss out on something in this game. And, um, you know, even though I play a lot of Sea of Thieves or other games, it's like, I don't feel like if I'm playing that game that I'm missing out, you know, when I'm playing a different game. And I don't know, that's kind of how, you know, playing like those Destiny or uh, The Division, um, you know, Anthem, it was kind of, it's when you have to invest so much time in it because you have to keep leveling, you have to keep trying to reach the meta and get, get all the right gear and everything else. It just felt like it was becoming a chore instead of being enjoyable. Right, and so that's why I play a lot less because when I'm playing a lot less of Anthem, especially for me, it's a lot more enjoyable. And so when I'm looking at Borderlands Three, I'm like, if I have to put so much time into it, uh, I f- I feel like right now it would just become a chore. And so I just want to wait, give it some time to simmer, let you know them work out any issues, whatever, and then eventually I'm hoping also by the, that time they'll have crossplay in there so I can play with my friends. You still play on Xbox and don't have a computer because I want to play on the computer um, and I don't want to play on the console where I can only have 30 frames per second and just isn't going to look as good, isn't going to play as good. So Right, yeah. and, and the game can only get better if you wait. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've all played the games where, you know, there's rough issues in the beginning because of server load, um, because of bugs that they have that they didn't anticipate and then you got to go through the patching process to fix this and fix that. So, I mean, the game can only get better if you wait. And I guess that fear of missing out is one thing that maybe we just, hey, I'm over it now. Like, you know, Destiny, they're doing a lot of, like, the community events where, hey, if you kill this many things, this certain thing will happen. Which is really cool for a game. um, And it's a fun idea. But, yeah, that that fear of, like, well, I wasn't there. I didn't get to participate. Hey, I'm missing out. Um, I mean, it, it can start to wear on you. But... Again, it's well, like, well, yeah, it doesn't have to, but I guess we just have those type of personalities that you're like, man, I want to be there. I want to be there when, you know, yeah. the hive attacked the moon for the first time, or I want to be there when, you know, these titans showed up in Anthem and um, I got a graphic for it. You know, you you feel yeah. like you want to be there for that thing just so you can talk about it and be like, yeah, I was there. I mean, I did that. Well, because we've, you know, for those type of games, we fully commit ourselves to those games when we start playing them. And so it's like we eat, sleep, and breathe that game, you know, and then it's like oh, all these other experiences are passing us by because we're 100% focused in on this game. We can't play any other games. We don't have that much time. So um, I only have enough time to play this game. I'm only going to play this game. And, yeah, I mean, it's tough. And, I mean, we already even talked about picking up Destiny, uh, the new expansion for Destiny, Year 3 or whatever, Destiny 2. And, you know, I jumped into Destiny 2 after not playing it. Like I played it for the first month after launch. And then never played it again until like a month and a half ago. And there is so much in that game. It is, I mean. It's overwhelming. It's like, where, yeah, it's overwhelming. It's like, where do you even begin? Like, it's been out for two years. There's so many different systems, so many things that you're going through. It's like, oh, I can't do this event yet because. Because you don't even know I'm why. Not, I, I don't, I'm not this level. I don't have whatever. I haven't talked to some person that I know that I don't know that I'm supposed to talk to. And. It was like, okay, I, I leveled my character all the way up to 30 and was going above that. And I'm just like, do I really want to do this? I mean, it's like, there's so much other stuff that I don't even understand why I can't play it yet. Like, 
there was the expansions, and I think I remember playing them, but I'm like, how do I get to this? I don't, I don't understand, and I just don't want to take the time to figure it out. Because right. I'm like, my time is is my most most valuable commodity, most precious thing, you know, because that's all I got. And it's like, no, I don't got time for this. And I think that's like a conversation that everyone has to have with themselves. It's like, you know, where do you spend the time? Like, I ch- we completely skipped Division 2 this time around just because there were other things going on. And it's like, all right, you can't play them all. Um, you can, but then you kind of have, you know, diminishing returns on that time. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's like, you know, I spent 300 hours playing this game it's like that should be enough right and when it doesn't feel like 300 hours is enough and rewarded you're like you know i i've 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 had more fun in control for like the 10 hours that i put in that it's like something's not matching up here right and you just kind of <laughs> have to have that conversation with yourself and be okay with you know what you're gonna miss out on stuff you're gonna miss out with your group um doing this fun event because you know Sometimes you just got to miss out. All right, enough of that. So Borderlands 3, let's see. What else do we got? Oh, so we talked about Link's Awakening. Man, uh, the game looks good. Uh, Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition. Baldur's Gate Siege of Dragonspear. I wonder if we should jump into the Baldur's Gate games. I mean, these are top-down, isometric, turn-based. I've never even played them before, so... I mean, Baldur's Gate came out back in, shoot, I was still in high school. I might have even, even been mid-school when this game came out. Um, but they're pretty expansive. They're they're long. I mean, it's like you're playing Dungeons & Dragons, but you've got the, the assistance of a computer there helping you with a lot of the back-end stuff. So maybe we'll give those oh, yeah. a go. I don't know. <laughs> so then Mario Kart Tour for iOS is coming out? We have time. Yeah, my kids are definitely they're like, oh, can we get this game? I was like, yeah, I'll look at it. Let's see. I don't know. <laughs> it's maybe not. Nintendo has been kind of like, they haven't been real hit or miss. They've mostly just been missed with all their iOS mobile stuff. But I, it's, My kids love playing those games, and but they don't spend any money on them. So they'll just replay the same level or two that they get over and over and over again because they don't care. They're just like, oh, we played it. Okay, I'm really good at this one level. All right, keep jumping. Like, oh, I, can't, I can't get to these other levels. I'm like, yeah, you have to pay for them. <laughs> Okay. Give me money, Dad. It's like, nope, not going to happen. No, they don't even ask me. They're just like, oh, okay, whatever. Because I told them, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to spend money on an iPad game or a game for the phone. You know, I mean, I'll spend maybe 2 or $3 on a game that I'm really going to play a lot, you know, that I'm going to enjoy. But something that they're just going to play over and over and over again. I'll tell them, okay, if you really want this, you know, you got to split it 50-50 with me. You got to get some of your money out of your piggy bank. Give me some of your money, and then I'll buy it. And then I'll teach okay. you a valuable lesson of mobile games and yeah. where your money goes. Well, and then they'll buy them, and they're like, oh, okay. It's like, yep, that you was it. Missing that, that fun. It's like, that's why, you know, and so they've they've seen because they spent their own money, you know, when they only have 30 bucks or whatever, and they're like, oh, I just had to spend $5. Yeah, it's a lot of money to them. It's not very fun anymore, you know. <laughs> it's like, yep, valuable lesson, kids. I know you'll forget it next week, but we'll have the same conversation yeah. again. You want to buy a new game every week. Sorry. Yeah. Go get a job if you want to do that. <laughs> yeah. But then the biggest moneymaker of this year will be FIFA 20. will come out at the end of this month. And we'll continue to make loot, uh, sell loot boxes and have all that fun stuff from EA. Oh, and I guess... Buy just, all that stuff all over again. Yeah. Just as a side note, as we end this, I guess EA has created a um, a committee to help combat toxicity that they talked about mm-hmm. on Twitter. 
So that'll be interesting to see how that went. I read a couple of the replies on that, and that was kind of fun on a uh, you know Twitter I mean, thread. They talk- did that at uh, at Gamescom last year. We'd- was it at Gamescom? I thought it was oh, they, before Gamescom. So they did one at EA Play, then their latest one they did at Gamescom. They invited a couple we, uh, we game changers we did over not there. Get invited? Nah, they're not going to invite us to that's stuff. Good. <laughs> There's they a good reason they shouldn't much, invite us to okay. stuff. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So it'll be interesting. Interesting to see how that develops. All right, next week, Devin. What is the plan? Oh, you know what we're going to do next week? We're going to do something different. So. We, Devin, you've never played a, in a D&D campaign. I've never played in a D&D campaign. We should give that a go. I mean, we talk about all different types of games here, whether it's board game, card game. Uh, we don't talk about VR because we haven't done VR yet. Maybe when one of us gets a headset, we'll do VR stuff. But yeah, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna record a session and we're going to see how that goes. And we're going to see if it's entertaining or not. And I'm sure we'll all die because we don't know what we're doing, but we'll have a good time. So our dungeon master is going to be the devil. And, uh, that is true. He's listening. He'll know. <laughs> he's listening, and I think he hates us already, but um, we're trying our best, right? We're new at this. So we're going to put that up next week, and we'll just kind of see how that goes. It'll be fun. It'll be interesting. And if it's you know if people enjoy listening to us um, fail at a bunch of stuff, maybe we'll do some more. So until next time, everyone, uh, we hope you have a good week, and we hope you... You know, have good influence on the people around you and be a good person and help others lift lift other people up. That's a good way to end this. Yeah, just lift people yeah. up. And there's a button I'm supposed to push here. And I'm going to push it now. <laughs>